This is Flag Institute, Africa's graduate leadership school. Please take note. This is Africa's graduate leadership school. Now, the topic we're discussing this hour is personal grooming for leadership excellence. Now, what are the key learning points? At the end of this program, you have enhanced personal confidence. You'll be able to identify the elements of good grooming and be able to demonstrate balanced self-esteem for leadership excellence. So, let's start by taking a look at your personality circle. What is your personality circle? First, you have the physical you, the mental you, the emotional you, the social you, and of course, the spiritual you. These are the components that make up you as a person. Now, an understanding of these dimensions of you will enable you to uh, you know, situate yourself effectively and properly as you begin to interact, as you begin to engage, and as you begin to relate with people, and as you begin to teach and facilitate programs that other people are going to benefit from. So, let's take a look at your what we call the peace circle. Your physical is the way you look, your appearance. And we encourage as leadership trainers and facilitators, it's important you always appear neat, smart and clean. Take care of your body. We, don't, we cannot repeat this enough. But take care of your body, both in what you eat, what you drink, and how you exercise. Very important. Then what about the mental you? The mental you is the way you think. You must learn to think fast and to make quick decisions. And of course, because you're going to be involved in, in facilitation, you improve your vocabulary so that you can explain one thing in different ways. Your, your vocabulary, the robustness of your vocabulary will help you when you are going to be speaking or facilitating classes or sessions for people. So it's important. Now, you don't take it for granted. Now, that's, there's emotional you. Emotional you is about the way you feel. Now, the truth of the matter is that we are creatures of emotions. And emotions determine how you respond or react to situations. Now, there, there's a strong emotion that each of us has, that's emotion of anger. And it is an emotional challenge for most people. And so people must offend you in the course of your work. So it is your ability to know how to handle those emotional situations that will guarantee your success in, as you get on with your work. Then the social you. The social you is the way you act or the way you relate. We encourage you to be nice to people, to be courteous, to be approachable, but learn to be firm, be assertive, but not aggressive. So these are things you need to begin to, well, I'm sure you already did this, but we're just repeating them for purposes of emphasis, emphasis and elaboration. You need to be nice to people, you need to be courteous, you need to be approachable, you need to, but you need to be firm and assertive, but not aggressive. Now, the spiritual you is what you believe about God. You see? It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and to depart from sin is understanding. Now, anybody that wants to succeed in life must fear God, whatever God means to you. God means deity, somebody that you worship, you honor. So, God loves people. 
And for us that promote Christian values, God loves people. We must love people and be considerate of them if we are going to teach them, if we are going to relate with them, if we are going to be a blessing to them, if we are going to improve their lives and lift them from where they are to where they ought to be. You must love people and must be considerate of people, of them. Then what are the elements of good grooming? Of course, these are conventional issues, but we need to talk about them for emphasis and for remembrance. Courtesy is an aspect of good grooming. Courtesy, courtesy. Now, real courtesy is about being kind, being considerate, and being thoughtful of others. In other words, putting others in in your shoes. Okay? So, courtesy is very, very important as a leader and as a trainer. You need to be considerate of other people's feelings, but you don't run your life based on their feelings, but you need to consider their feelings. Be thoughtful of them, their situations and circumstances to enable you to make decisions and plan programs that will fit into them and help them. So, now, what are the elements of courtesy as we say it? Which elements of good grooming? For example, you need to learn how to say please to make a request. Don't be too big to say please. And I'm sorry to accept responsibility. Of course, I'm sure you know, there's a difference between saying I am sorry and sorry. I'm sorry means you're taking responsibility for what has happened and you're making a promise that you will not repeat that thing that you did. Sorry simply means sympathizing with somebody with what happened to them. So if something happens, simply say I am sorry. That means you accept responsibility that the woman that did it. So that is one of the aspects of leadership. And as a trainer and a facilitator, when things go wrong, accept responsibility and say, I'm sorry, then you do something to correct that situation. Then thank you is to appreciate people or to show gratitude. And of course, you need to learn to say, excuse me, to take permission. Don't take anyone or anything for granted. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take anyone for granted. No matter how uh, familiar you are with people, learn to be courteous. Don't take anybody for granted because you never can tell. This is very important. In the course of your assignments, you're going to meet different kinds of people. So you must learn to be courteous. You must learn to um, treat everybody with due respect. This is very, very important in our work. Now, let's talk about your self-esteem. You know, it says, do not think yourself more highly than you ought to. Now, it says, properly estimate yourself. In other words... You need to estimate yourself properly. Don't underestimate yourself and don't overestimate yourself. This is important. So you need to take time to evaluate yourself. Where are you at? What are you good at? Where are you right now? Estimate yourself properly. Do not think yourself too highly. Some people think themselves much more better than any other person. Okay, now let's take a look. What is self-esteem? Now, self-esteem is simply the opinion you have about yourself, irrespective of what others say or think about you. I repeat, self-esteem is the opinion you have about yourself, irrespective of what others say or think about you. People can have different opinions about you. They can say you're stupid. They can say you're foolish. Now, that's what they say, but that's not exactly who you are. So if you don't know who you are, don't believe in yourself. You will always go in after people who say you're stupid, pursuing them because they say you're foolish. You antagonize them. But you see, they can say what they want to say, but you know who you are. So you don't live your life based on what they say. And until you have a proper self-esteem, you'll always be antagonizing people who say bad things about you. 
You see, your life is not based on what they say, but based on what you know you are. Now, self-esteem is also, it must, your self-esteem must be based on what God says about you. What has God said about you? He said you are beautiful. He said you are wonderfully made. He said you are God's creature. You, you are made of, you are, you are an image of God. So you must understand that you are not an image of an ape or a monkey. You are created in the image of God. And if you are created in the image of God and God is good, that means you are good. So, now, your behaviors are often as a result of your self-esteem. If you have low self-esteem, it affects the way you behave. If you have high self-esteem, it affects also how you behave. So, this is very important. So, what are the elements of self-esteem? We talk about self-image. That is, what you think about your physical appearance, your mannerism. Sometimes, some people, if they are, you know, they are short, they are tall, their nose is long, or whatever. When we are in school, people sometimes make fun of us because of the way maybe your, your ear is small, they say small ear. Your head is big, they call you big head. So your appear, your physical appearance sometimes, you know, if you don't accept it, that this is who this is the way you look, you will always be ashamed of your physical appearance. And it affects the way you relate. Some people are change their skin because they are not comfortable, they are not accept their skin the way they are. So people have problems with that. And so that's why when you see people having doing all kinds of things to improve themselves, they're not improving themselves because they want to improve themselves, they're improving themselves because they want to be like someone else. Now, another element of self-esteem is what you call self-acceptance. You need to accept yourself for who you are. Whether you're tall, you're short, you're big, you're small size, that is you. Accept yourself for yourself. Now, people don't have to accept you. But you, first of all, accept yourself for who you are and what you have become. And then other things will follow. Next thing about element of self-esteem is self-trust. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your ability? Some people don't even believe in their ability. They don't even believe that what they know is something. So they're always looking for outside validation. They're always looking for someone to validate them from outside before they know that they are somebody or they can do something. Okay? That the next aspect of um, self-esteem, what we call self-love. And what does that mean? Now, self-love does not mean self-indulgence. But it is appreciation of who you are that God has made. To love others, you must be able to love yourself first. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. It means, if you don't love yourself, you're not likely going to love your neighbor. So, Self-love is important, but we're not talking about self-indulgence, which is a different thing altogether. So, let's take a look at um, what we call the latitude of self-esteem. And what do you mean by that? We see low self-esteem. People that have low self-esteem are always suffering from inferiority complex. They're always suffering from inferiority complex. When they're in the midst of people, they're always thinking that everybody is better than them. So they are shy, they are unable to open up, they are unable to speak up because they are feel that they are alone because they probably don't have money, they don't have good shoes, they are not wearing good clothes. So they think that their esteem is related to the shoes they wear, the clothes they wear, the way they did their hair. It is of course nice to do your look clean, but your self-esteem must not be based on those things. So people that have low self-esteem, they, they have, suffer from inferiority complex. They will have, have uh, what we call moderate self-esteem. And what is it about? People who have moderate self-esteem, remember we read that it says properly estimate yourself. 
properly estimate yourself. That means if you properly estimate yourself, you'll be confident, you'll be assertive, you'll be respective, respectful of other people. You'll not trample upon them, you'll not look down on them because you value yourself, you expect that other people should be able to value themselves. So you treat people well because you are you feel confident about yourself. Now, people, the other one is overbloated self-esteem. Wow. These are people who feel superior. They have they, they suffer from superiority complex. These people are snobbish. They are proud. They look down on other people. They insult them. They talk down on people. And you see people like that around you. I don't know when you see that, how it makes you feel. When people talk down on you, I'm sure you feel bad about it. When you people with snobbish people, you know, I mean you don't you're not good at it, you don't you don't feel happy about it. Then if you don't feel happy about it, then of course. It follows that you should not treat people snobbishly because everybody has something to offer. They may not fall into, they may not necessarily fall into your social circle or your social definition or align with your social address. But then you must respect those people for who they are. Okay, this is very important. Now, what are the sources of self-esteem? Self, healthy self-esteem. We talk about sense, sense of belonging. Now, we gain healthy self-esteem from people places or things that we are connected to or associated with. For instance, such belonging could be your ethnic group, you're proud that you're a Yoruba person, you're proud that you're an Igbo person, you're proud that you're a Fulani person, you know, so your ethnic groups gives you some sense of self-esteem. Uh, you're proud of your ethnic origin, that's, that's good. Now, you're proud of your graduating class. Our graduating class, you have a name for you. you you're proud associated with your graduating class. It gives you self-esteem. When you are in the midst of your graduating class, you feel proud, you're glad, you're delighted. Then, of course, you, you, you also dress some self-esteem by membership of clubs. Or, for example, you are a member of FLED. It gives you some level of self-esteem You are because you are part of something big. You also derive self-esteem from your gender. Maybe you are because you are a female. You feel proud that you are a female person. You are a female. Or you are a male. You are glad that you are a male. So it gives you some self-esteem too. So these are some areas from which we derive our self-esteem. Then of course we call self-sense of uniqueness. Now, each person is created unique and possesses special characteristics. For example, you are wonderfully and specially made by God. Nobody is really better than you. We are all different and we are all unique. See, we are different. We are unique. You know, so the way you are, I don't have to look like you for me to become somebody. And you don't have to look like me for you to become somebody. You must identify with your uniqueness. Your sense of uniqueness is what will carry you. The, your sense of uniqueness is what gives you identity. Your sense of unique, uniqueness is what gives you confidence. So that you don't allow people to treat you badly because you feel inferior before them. So, okay? I would like to um, pause for a moment so that we can um, ask a few questions before we continue. Okay. So if you have a few questions, please you can ask. If you have a few comments, you can make less them. Sense of power is another source of your self-esteem. You know, we are talking about sources of self-esteem. 
and the topic is self-esteem you know for leadership excellence or excellence in leadership and we are talking about sources of self-esteem now the next one is what we call sense of power your personal power comes from the following things everybody has some level of power it is wrong for you to have, have, feel powerless everybody has some level of power is your ability to understand the power that you have and how to use it that will give you advantage okay for example your sense of power comes from the skills that you have your competence to do what you must do you know the skills that you have the competence that you bring to the table these are things that give you confidence these are things that give you you know power in your place of work on everyday basis for instance if you can type you have skill that skill so is it you have power in that area okay you, you you can drive you have power in that area every skill that you have gives you a sense and every competence you have gives you a sense of power so you must know it and also know how to take advantage of it and use it to advance your life and advance your course no your sense of power also comes from what we call resources and opportunities you know resources and opportunity that you have and to effectively express your skill that is the resources and the opportunity to effectively express your skills if you have skills and you don't have the resources or the opportunity to express them that skill will become you know um, uh, become useless for example you are in office there are certain things you know you can bring to the table to make yours um, organization move further but they don't give you the opportunity to use that skill they don't give you the opportunity to 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 apply that skill to, to your place of work sometimes your sense even though you have that power your sense of power will be diminished and you feel worthless you feel irrelevant so your sense of the skills that you have the opportunity you have to put those skills to, to use all enhances your sense of power and remember your sense of power is one of the areas you your, your self-esteem comes from okay then of course ability to recognize opportunity to use your skill to influence important circumstances in your life what does it mean it is true that you have a skill but you need to recognize opportunities around you to use those skill to influence important circumstances in your life for example let's say you have the skill of public speaking what are the opportunities for you to use public speaking to influence certain things about your life probably to earn more income so it is one thing to have a skill. It's another to have opportunity to express those skills and also to identify opportunities. Assuming nobody gives you opportunity, can you create opportunities? Can you identify opportunities that are available that you can use those skills that you have to advance your life? For example, you are participating in this class right now. Some of you know how to speak. Some of you can teach. Now, if we provide you this platform and give you that platform to now leverage on this platform that flat platform to now use it to be a blessing to other people then it influences it it enhances your self-esteem because you can have a platform through upon which you can now stand to talk to people that ordinarily you may not have access to on your own so that's what we talk about you know um opportunities to use those skills to influence some things about your life then you talk about sense of models Everyone, some people have role models. You have role models. Question is, who are your role models? Your role models, your mentors, people you look up to. There are people like that in your life. So those people also influence your, 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 your sense of your self-esteem. You identify with an important person. You know, 
using them as a reference to set your own goals, your values, your personal standards and ideals. So such people add to your self-esteem. That is why sometimes you see someone taking a picture with somebody considers as his role model or as his mentor. And that gives him some leverage. So I took a picture with Mr. President. You want to show people that you took picture with Mr. President. You want to show, show some people that you took picture with the president or the governor of your state. So why do you take those pictures? It is your sense of model. You want to identify with somebody higher, and and people can see you that you identify with an important people. You know. So this are uh, and also sometimes use those people as. A reference to set goals for yourself okay this person is I want to be like this person and the values that those people represent you also use them as a yardstick as a benchmark to create your own values and your personal standards so these are things that happens to you you know this these are things that also help build your self-esteem now let's take a look at some key elements on self-esteem some key messages on self-esteem now the way you feel about yourself affects the way others relate with you. I want to take note of this. The way you feel about yourself affects the way others relate with you. If you're always feeling isolated, if you're always feeling inferior, you see, because you see, we are spiritual beings. You vibrate energy, release energy. It affects the way you relate with people. You are scared. You are afraid of opening up. You are afraid of relating with people. You don't want people to know your weakness. So your weakness is so deep to you that you don't want people to know it. So you won't, don't want to relate with people. So the way you feel about yourself, if you feel that, look, you are a human being, you are vulnerable, you can make mistakes. And because you make mistakes, doesn't mean you're no longer important. So you will not be afraid to come up. You will not be afraid to relate with people. You know, we're afraid for people to see who you are. So what it means is that the way you feel about yourself affects the way other people relate with you or the way you relate with other people even the other way around so now low self-esteem leads to poor decision making now this is particularly important both for adults and for young people one of the reasons why young people get into courts is because they feel they want to belong so they want to be part of something big and so they feel they, they don't feel that they, they are up to par if they don't belong to something and so they join court or secret courts or societies to have a sense of belonging. So low self-esteem, even as an adult, it leads to poor decision making. Adults that cannot, they don't believe in themselves, don't trust themselves. They make decisions based on what people feel, not whether they believe in it or not. So now, what are the things that influence our self-esteem? A stable and loving family promotes self-esteem. Now, those of us who are parents, it's important we provide stable um, families for our children because what we say to them influences how they see themselves outside. Okay? Come on, carry this chair. Okay, sorry, I was talking with somebody. So, a stable and loving family promotes, promotes self-esteem. Now, a person's religious and socioeconomic status also influences his or her self-esteem. Now, your religious background or persuasion or belief influences your self-esteem. Your socioeconomic status also influences your self-esteem. These are practical realities. They are practical realities. If you don't have money, you may be scared or ashamed to stay with where people who have money are. 
But if you believe that your life is not revolving around money, you will not be scared or afraid to relate with people who have money. See? So, frustrating situations may lead to low self-esteem, just like the one that John talked about. If the situation is so frustrating and you don't believe in yourself enough, it can actually lead you to low self-esteem. So, if you don't believe in yourself, the situation you're facing can frustrate you in such a way you feel low and then it will affect you. So, these are practical issues, okay? Now, let's do some checklist. Checklist about self-esteem. What is it? For instance, we say believe in yourself and in your ability. Everyone has an ability. Believe in yourself and in your ability. Believe in yourself and in your ability. Accept yourself for who you are. Accept yourself for who you are. Recognize that everyone is unique, including you. Everyone is unique. People don't have to look the way you look. People don't have to come from your village. People don't have to belong to your some religious. They are unique. They are different. Okay? You must recognize that everyone is unique, including you. Now, of course, you have to thank God for making you really special. You are special. You are simply special. So you need to recognize and thank God for that. Then, of course, be ready to accept others for who they are. Don't try to make people be what you want them to be. Or you wish they were this. You don't have to wish they were this. This is who they are. Accept them for who they are. Don't be snobbish. Don't be proud. And don't be arrogant. See? Some of these things, it is easy to say them. The practice of them could be very difficult. But as you begin to educate yourself, as you begin to package yourself, as you begin to work on yourself, you discover you don't have to be snobbish, you don't have to be proud, you don't have to be arrogant. Okay, so these are small, small things that can help you maintain a quality life. Now, let's talk about honor and interpersonal relationships. What does honor mean? Honor means to appreciate, to esteem, to respect, to consider valuable. Everyone likes to be honored, to be treated, to be respected, to be considered valuable, and to be appreciated. True honor originates from the heart. What are we talking about here? You need to learn how to honor people. Even the Bible says, honor all men. What it means, appreciate everyone. Esteem people, respect them, consider them valuable. That's all he's saying. Honor all men. Appreciate people for who they are. Esteem them as important. Respect them, consider them valuable. That's all it means. Once you do this, you see that people, how they relate with you will be different. There are some barriers that are around there. People who are around you that you feel that they are enemies, but if you begin to honor them, you will see that their attitude will change. Okay? Now, honor all people. Great, small, superior, your peers, your genius, whether they are disabled, whether they are disadvantaged, whether they are rich, whether they are poor, honor all people. Everyone. How do you display honor? You display honor in action. You display honor in words. And you display honor in thoughts. Then why do you honor people? Why do we honor people? 
honoring people is because it fills the ego in all of us. As I said, why do we honor people? Because honoring them feeds the ego in all of every one of us has ego. So when you honor people, you feed their ego. And once you feed someone's ego, that's it. Don't take away their ego. Feed that ego. Feed it with honor. Once you feed it with honor, you get what you want. So don't disparage them. Don't look down on them. Don't take away their ego by saying something that are, that are nasty to them. Why do we also honor people? Because God commands us to do so. Honor should be at the center of every relationship, whether it's in the office, at home, or anywhere. Honor people. Very important. Now, self-esteem and leadership excellence. Leadership is influence. And you influence people by honoring them. You influence people by properly evaluating them, properly um, esteeming them as human beings, and treating them as human beings. So when you do that, you influence them. Now, you can't exert positive influence on people except you esteem yourself properly or appropriately. If you are a person of high self-esteem, you will have a problem relating with people. If you are a person of low self-esteem, you have a problem relating with people. So the thing is, figure out how to maintain proper self-esteem. Excellence in leadership is an attitude of constant improvement. Excellence in leadership is attitude of constant improvement. That means you're constantly improving your relationship with people. Now, only those with appropriate self-esteem can remain stable in the face of failures or challenges. When people mistreat you, when they look down on you, if only those who have appropriate self-esteem that will not you know, judge their life based on what this people are saying. Okay? But based on who you know you are. You are not what people say you are. You are who you are. That's very important. Alright? So, without failure, without failure moments, leadership means nothing. Leadership goes with some failure moments. And those failure moments should not determine your total failure. Now, without leadership failure, without failure moments, leadership means nothing. So, conclusion, self-esteem and self-affirmation is crucial to being a leader and to being a leadership trainer in particular. Self-esteem and self-affirmation is crucial for you. You need to affirm yourself. You need to believe in yourself. You need to know who you are. Otherwise, when someone says something that, that is not about you, you become defensive, you become aggressive, you begin to fight back. No, you don't have to fight back. Because you know who you are. If somebody says, are you stupid? You don't have to say, I'm not stupid. That's all. You don't have to start fighting. Are you stupid? No, I'm not. Are you foolish? I'm not foolish. That's all. That should be the right answer. Not, are you asking me whether I'm foolish? You start fighting, quarreling, you see? You know why? Because you don't understand. So once you accept yourself, you can accept others. Honor people because they deserve it. True leaders don't feel intimidated by others. And they don't depend on others for validation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so. If you have questions or comments, let's please have them.